0: On life's billows, you are tempest-tossed. Now, was that a good, um, good song for 2020 or not? I think most people agree that this uh, year has been quite the year. Certainly, unlike any other, and has had challenges a many, challenges a plenty. And just the fact that I'm looking at you all on a computer screen is a testimony to that fact. Uh, there's been a lot of of things go on, even beyond the fact that this coronavirus has um, has thrown our nation and the world into a tizzy. Uh, there have been has been unrest in our nation, and election years are always just difficult because. You have to get barraged with this so many ads and we all get tired of the political ads and we're ready for life to move on. And then this year, we just have this wonderful luxury of the election continuing. Aren't we all so glad that the election just seems like it won't go away? So it's been somewhat of a miserable year for a lot of folks. And I I think we would uh, probably just agree that, you know, we're a little bit tired of 2020, and we're hoping that 2021 brings uh, something different, but this has been the year the year of pestilence. You know, it seems like almost a b- biblical kind of year when we're talking and uh, looking through some of these Old Testament prophets, the way they spoke in the pestilence that actually came upon Israel, you know, the actual diseases that started when everybody was told up in Jerusalem, all kinds of diseases probably happened. It was a miserable thing. They, um, the people who were stuck in Jerusalem, their food started running out. You know, Just imagine being without a daily ration of food. Their, their lives were difficult. The people who Ezekiel is speaking to primarily are ones who are in exile. They're in another nation under the thumb of a government in a place that they don't want to be. It was a bad time for them, just as it has been a bad time uh, for us. Well, I should, I need to be careful. There is the the idea of a bad time is similar, but the extent of their bad time certainly far outweighs our bad time. So, this has been a difficult year, but uh, we gotta keep it in perspective too, because it doesn't rise to the magnitude of what um, the people were going through that Ezekiel was speaking to. So we've got a message today to give to you, and that message is don't grow weary, don't give up, because God's covenant of of peace brings showers of blessings. So let's go to Ezekiel chapter 34 and look at the message, and I realize that today that it's a message of of hope very much when we were in Jeremiah, um, actually in Lamentations that Jeremiah wrote down. that, that message in the middle of uh, Lamentations was, oh, I'm lost, I'm without hope, there is no hope. Uh, but then in the next few verses, he goes on to say, but the Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will rejoice in him. So there is a, a wonderful aspect of this is that we finally, even in the midst of the difficulties, we can finally realize That, hey, there is only one thing that really matters. There is only one thing that is lasting and true, and that is to be able to turn to God and trust him as our wonderful shepherd. So in Ezekiel chapter 34, uh, to summarize verses 1 through 10, uh, some of you may have read that recently, Um, uh, but just to summarize it is this idea that the shepherds of Israel, the leaders of Israel, they were not shepherding the flock. They were more interested in taking care of themselves and doing things uh, for themselves instead of doing what they needed to to take care of God's people. So God was not happy with that whatsoever. But then in verse number 11, things changed. And this is where the hope comes in. Even though the, the, the leaders of Israel, they haven't been good shepherds, the kings haven't been good kings and that has been the downfall of all the people of Israel and Judah, um, and that's the reason they're in captivity. That's the reason that Jerusalem was under, had been under siege and had fallen at this point, but now, in spite of all of that, God speaks. So let's look at verses 11 through 16. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I myself will search out for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd cares for his herd in the day when he is among his scattered sheep, so I will care for my sheep and will deliver them from all the places to which they were scattered on a cloudy and gloomy day. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and bring them to their own land, and I will feed them. On the mountains of Israel, by the streams, and in all the inhabited places of the land, I will feed them in a good pasture, and their grazing grounds will be on the mountain heights of Israel. There they will lie down on good grazing ground and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will lead them to rest, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, bring back the scattered, bind up the broken, and strengthen the sick. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with judgment. So here's this wonderful promise of God where where he starts saying, I will, I will, I will, because the people had failed, the leaders had failed. But God steps in into this hopeless situation, and with God, there is hope. With God, there is this promise of, of renewal. There is the promise of the fact that he is going to shepherd his sheep. He is going to step in. He will search out for them. He will, he will care for his sheep. He will bring them out from that land where they, from the lands where they have been scattered, God will feed. He says, I will feed them. I will feed them. And he says that several times. I will feed them. Verse 15, I will feed my flock and I will lead them to rest. And oh, how weary this world gets at times. But God is the one who says, I will lead you to rest. I will seek the lost, bring back the scattered, bind up the broken, and heat and strengthen the sick. God has all these promise, wonderful promises. I will, I will, I will. God's going to step in. He ends with that thought, though, of I will feed them with judgment, the bad sheep. The bad leaders, he is going to bring judgment upon them. The ones who are the cause of the problem, really, he says, I will feed them with judgment. Verses um, 17 through 22, I want to read this. So 17 through 22, as for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will judge between one sheep and another, between the rams and the male goats. Is it too slight a thing for you? That you should feed in the good pasture, that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pastures. Or that you should drink from the clear waters, that you must foul the rest with your feet. As for my flock, they must eat what you tread down with your feet and drink what you foul with your feet. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, behold, I, even I, will judge between the fat sheep and lean sheep because you push with side and with shoulder and thrust at all the weak with your horns until you have scattered them abroad. Therefore, I will deliver my flock and they will no longer be a prey and I will judge between one sheep and another. So he's putting this on the the, the fat sheep are like the ones who push their way around and they're the ones bringing harm to the other sheep, keeping them from, from eating because they're trampling down the the uh, the fields where all the sheep should be eating and they're meddying up all the waters where all the sheep should be drinking from. So the ones who have messed things up, he's going to bring judgment upon them. There is going to be a time of judgment. And that leads into the next verse, because there was one who came as judge. There is one who in the final days will separate uh, the sheep from the goats, Verse 23 and 24. Then I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will feed them, and he will feed them himself and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. So here we find out that this promise of, of God coming in and, and taking care of all those wonderful things that he wanted to do to care for his sheep, it really is going to come about when he places his shepherd over them. God coming and being a shepherd for the sheep, that is from the one who is the one shepherd, verse 23, my servant, David. Hopefully, everybody sitting here. Or everybody, I think everybody's sitting probably right now. I'm even sitting. It's weird to be preaching when I'm sitting. But uh, hopefully we all know that that is a clear reference to Jesus Christ. Here's the promised one being spoken of. And in the midst of some of their, their, their greatest disaster that they've ever been through. Remember, Israel always had these ups and downs. Terrible times, you know but then they'd turn back to God and he'd he'd help them restore their nation their land. Now they have lost everything. The temple has been destroyed. They are all set out from set apart and scattered abroad from Israel, from Judah, from Jerusalem. This is the worst moment in the nation of Israel since the time that they were in Egypt. So this is a terrible time, but, but he is saying then, my servant David is going to be the one who comes back and fixes everything. He is the one that is going to bring them hope. This is a terrible time for them, and in the midst of the terrible time is when he tells them the Messiah is coming. He is going to come. He is going to take care of you. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. So it's in the worst of times that the the, the hope is given. It's, it's in the worst of times that we really look up and hear God is telling them, you know, my servant David's going to come. Get ready. And that leads us into verse 25. 25 and 26 says, <clears throat> I will make a covenant of peace with them, and eliminate harmful beasts from the land so that they may live securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and the places around my hill a blessing, and I will cause showers to come down in their season. They will be showers of blessing." Now, anytime you're in a desert, anytime you're in a land that doesn't receive a lot of water, showers are always showers of blessing. And here the promise is that God is going to send showers of blessing. When a servant David comes, when a new covenant is made, a new covenant that is won, a covenant of peace, a covenant that with it, it eliminates all of the harm, all the difficulties that they have experienced and that they'll live securely in the wilderness. You know, this picture of a difficult place, but you're going to live there in a land that is difficult, a land that has potential harm. You're going to live in that wilderness securely and sleep in the woods. You know, so here it's a, it's a picture of, you know, the world isn't perfect, but he's going to take care of his people and he's going to bring blessings and they will be showers of blessings. The rain will come and it's going to be a beautiful, wonderful thing. Let's continue to the end here. um, Verses 27 and I'll read uh, through 31. Also, the tree of the field will yield its fruit, and the earth will yield its increase, and they will be secure on their land. And they will know that I am the Lord, when I have broken the bars of their yoke, and have delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them. They will no longer be a prey to the nations, and the beasts of the earth will not devour them, but they will live securely, and no one will make them afraid. I will establish for them a renowned planning place, and they will not again be victims of famine in the land, and they will not endure the insults of the nations anymore. Then they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the Lord God. As for you, my sheep." The sheep of my pasture, you are men, and I am your God, declares the Lord God. So God promised to deliver Israel so that everyone will know that he is Lord. And when God comes with uh, his one servant, David, we know that it was just more, these blessings are more than just the one nation, Israel, but for all who would come uh, and take Jesus Christ as their prince. And we're reminded just as God says here that we're part of this verse thirty one. We're part of being his sheep. As for you, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, you are men, and I am your God, declares the Lord God. We have a we have a, a shepherd who watches over us. God is our shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd will never have any needs that are left unmet. He is going to take care of us. And I want to look at what we just read and make a little bit of application here. Um, some very simple things. First of all, there is one of the messages that is in that passage from Ezekiel 34 is that those in leadership and the mature Christians amongst us, that we must lead well or God will not be, be pleased. We need to not be bad sheep. We need to not be rams or or fat sheep that are pushing others around. We need to be making sure that all are well taken care of in God's flock. The second application is that the Messiah did come, and we know that's Jesus Christ. We've already mentioned that. And in him, we have a covenant of peace. You know, and you think about this, here we are, we, we're, the, the turmoil that some of us might feel or that we all perhaps do feel because of this year 2020, because of the coronavirus, because of whatever, fill in the blank. All of that difficulty, all of that stress that we might feel at times is something that God says, I'll take care of that. You need to give that to me. Let me take care of it. Because he has given us a covenant of peace. And that's not just a covenant of peace saying that, well, we're at peace with God. But that is true. We are at peace with God. That is the covenant of peace. But when we're at peace with God, then we have peace within. When we have Jesus as our Savior, we have peace within. We are made whole and well. And no matter what happens in the world we're still at peace. Think about that verse that was mentioned in verse 15. I will feed my flock and I will lead them to rest. That's the peace of God in our lives. To have rest that no matter if we're in the wilderness, if we're if we're living in the desert, you know, it it doesn't matter because And those are spiritual. That's a spiritual language. I'm speaking metaphorically. That when our lives are like that, when we're in the wilderness, when we're turmoil all around, yet because of Jesus Christ in our lives, we are at rest. And actually, when we give our lives to Christ, Jesus Christ, that in Him we have a covenant of peace and showers of blessing. Um. I paraphrased Ephesians 1-3 here, and actually, I I shouldn't say I didn't paraphrase it. This is from uh, one of the um, uh, more free Bible translations. It says in Ephesians 1-3 that um, we have received every spiritual, every blessing that heaven has to offer every blessing that heaven has to offer when we give our lives to Christ then the blessings just come they they shower down upon us now anoint us my head with oil my cup overflows that's the that's the language of scripture and we need to remember that in the midst of difficulties that we have every blessing in Christ we have been talking about them, this this whole service. And I want to turn to um, and just read through the lyrics that we're going to read in a second, because there's this wonderful song called, There Shall Be Showers. Um, And it's number 565. You've already got it marked if you've got a book. But if you don't have the book, just listen to these words. And the quote is from Ezekiel chapter 34, verse number 26. Where God says there, there, sh- there will be showers of blessing um, there, will, there shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be blessings refreshing, sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling. But for the showers, we plead. And I'll note this: uh, it's an interesting song to me because it acknowledges that the showers are coming, but it's also that we plead for those. We need we we need to recognize those showers are coming, and just continue to plead. God, please continue to give these showers upon me because I need your blessings. We we've we turn to Him. They are coming, but we need to plead for them, and. They come in their seasons. You know, there's there's times when we we feel like uh, we just, in this moment in my life, and I think this is our time right now, is uh, there shall be seasons refreshing. It's been a tough year. Let's pray for these showers and let these showers of blessing, these mercy drops that fall upon, them, upon us, let them, let them renew our soul. Verse number two says, there shall be showers of blessing precious reviving again over the hills and valleys sound of abundance of rain verse 3 there shall be showers of blessing send them upon us o lord grant to us now a refreshing come and honor come and now honor thy word you know these blessings of god it hey god you have promised these blessings to us just shower them upon us honor your word you have promised that every spiritual blessing we have it in christ keep showering those upon us dear god we all need those seasons refreshing and it reminds me of that verse we are being renewed day by day second uh, corinthians chapter five you would read that but all right verse number four there shall be showers of blessing oh that today they might fall now as to god we're confessing Now, as on Jesus, we call. Now, I've got two kind of applications as you think about that. Number one, that we're not going to receive God's blessing if we don't continue to confess our sins. First John chapter one talks about that. We've got to continue to confess our sins and he'll continue to cleanse us of our sins. That's the great blessing, right? So we've got to continue to confess our our sins and call upon Jesus. Lord, save us help us. Here we are, you know, we're separate. We want to be back together. You know, we're pleading to God for his mercies upon us to help us. But then there's also the idea that is contained here, I think, that if there's anybody out there who's not in Christ, that you have this opportunity to, to, to God confess your sins and your need for a Savior and to call upon a Savior. And when you confess your sins, and confess then that you also need somebody to save you, you've got that opportunity to turn to Christ Jesus. And man, when you're immersed into Christ, all of the the blessings come upon you. You receive every blessing. In a moment, they all come to you. And that moment is when you give your life to Christ in baptism. Verse 5 there shall be showers of blessing, if. Oh, now this is interesting, isn't it? All these promises of God, there is a there is a truth here that that God in Ezekiel chapter thirty-four, verse number twenty-five, He says, "I will make a covenant of peace with them." A covenant is two ways. It's always two ways. It is. It's a covenant between two parties. God makes his promise, and we've got to keep our promise also. When you're immersed into Christ, you are promising you are giving him your life. You are promising you will follow in his ways. If we do that, the blessings come. If we do that, we have a home in heaven. So again, verse 5, There shall be showers of blessing. If we but trust and obey, there shall be seasons refreshing, when we let Him have His way. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Keep your book open if you're there. We're gonna sing it in a second. Let me uh, let me encourage you. That in this year of pestilence, rest in the fact that you are a sheep whose shepherd is God. That's the last point. That last verse, verse 31. As for you, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, you are men and I'm your God. It's what God declares to us. It's a beautiful thing. So trust him. Rest in him. Just believe in him with all your heart. Don't worry what's going on around us. Don't worry what's 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 happening. Don't when when, when death comes and hits close to home, know that God's gonna be there to get through it when you're when you're sick or suffering or when you feel alone or blank. Whatever it is that we face, let us rest in the fact that God cares for us. So the challenge to all the believers is that you consider each and every day how you should live. Because God has provided you with showers of blessing. And for anybody out there who's not a Christian, I want you to know that that God is the Lord of all. He has proved, um, he has provided Jesus Christ the Savior to deliver you from being punished for your sins. Believe in him and call upon him to deliver you. Repent of your sins and be baptized into Jesus and then live for him. Live with him all your days and showers of blessing will come down upon you. If there's anybody that needs prayers, reach out to somebody in the church or reach out to me later. Um, We'll pray for you and with you. And if there's anybody who uh, needs to give your life to Jesus, He is the one who provides every good thing in your life. Go to Christ. Give him your life. Believe in him and commit your life to him forever. If you need to respond to him today so that you can have showers of blessing in your life, we're going to encourage you to do it as we sing this song.